2: is the sec insider hit and it's presented by blue cross blue shield of mississippi it's good to be blue
1: out of bounds espn 105.9 the zone sec insider hit powered by blue cross blue shield of mississippi you heard the man it's good to be blue bcbs ms check them out blue cross blue shield of mississippi and we go to the corona Premier guest line we're going to welcome in WWL radio tv insider straight out of new orleans mike detillier on the corona Premier guest line mike's been covering lsu and the saints we're going to focus on the tigers to start mike's been covering lsu for a long time including the sabin tenure which included of course the jimbo fisher tenure and with the latest out of both college station and tuscaloosa over the last week thought we'd bring mike on and start with the hottest topic in the sec so mike you've seen both sides you watched them work together uh you know 20 years ago almost now at this point what was your initial reaction first when nick saban made his comments at a public event um where he's kind of raising money for funds and then jimbo's press conference afterwards
0: Well, I've seen Saban um, kind of blow the gaskets before, okay? Um, And, you know, it's just something that goes off on him at times. It surprised me uh, that he said it publicly. Not that he would say it privately, but publicly is another story because, you know, there's a certain code amongst coaches. You deal with your business and I deal with mine. And you don't interfere with what I'm doing. And uh, I haven't seen anything like that. I read about it. Joe Valachi uh, ratted out the mob back in the 60s uh, to Congress. And that's what it basically was. You know, been going off, you know, on Jimbo on the fact that Texas A&M had a better setup for name image likeness than what he did. He was playing to his crowd. Okay, that, hey, you guys, y'all better wake up <laughs> because what's happening there at A&M, uh, we've got to compete against that. So it surprised me uh, that Nick would publicly say it uh, because you rarely hear coaches come out and go after another coach for doing the same thing they're doing, the exact same thing that they're doing. Um the Pittsburgh coach uh, said it subtly that he was upset with what Lincoln Riley was doing Mm -hmm. going after his star receiver. And, um, (laughs) uh, but, you know, he didn't really beat the drum about it. As certainly to the extent that what Nick did, Uh, Jimbo's response was was no surprise. Uh, Jimbo's highly emotional, uh, and um, he was going to respond right back to it. And he felt Nick gave him the sword. And so this was his plea to other recruits. Nick Saban saying, y'all shouldn't get any money. And for a certain, okay, people heard that. Nick, you know I'm against it they're paying they're they're paying their recruits, okay There is a certain deal going exactly the same way what you're doing at Alabama, but you're criticizing Jimbo, so Jimbo was smart to do this now, I think he's taking it way beyond now, but he played to the recruits and their families that oh. The greatest coach in college football he can make all he can make ten eleven million dollars he can do all these commercials for aflac and everybody else, but he doesn't want you to reap any benefits that you're doing out on the field. Mm-hmm. See, I knew that was going to be Jimbo's angle that now he's pl- he's not playing to the guys today he's playing to his next group of, of recruits. And he knows who he's in competition with. So, but he's taking it now to a way to another angle. And he did that interview out in San Antonio where he really ramped it up. But you seeing the emotions of both guys. I saw it here at uh, it, when he both were in Baton Rouge. And they're very much constructed the same way. And that there are times where the emotions of one another get the best of them. And we, we saw it. And, and it was a lot of ugliness between the two of them. That did give us a lot to talk about. And oh, now yeah. we got this to talk about all the way up until they, they kick off the first game oh, in, in August.
1: It'll be, uh, it'll be talked about until they meet each other in October. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal.
0: Um, yeah, but I think it'll cool because the one thing at college football and Les Miles still medicine, it's one of the few things Les was actually uh, coherent about that I agreed with because sometimes you would ask Les a question and he would start talking to you and you weren't sure what the hell he was talking about. You know, uh, it wasn't what you brought up. He was talking, he wanted to talk on, on, on his particular deal. But he did tell me that, you know, one of the worst things in college football is this really long offseason. That he says, you know, the season's so short. When you consider September, October, November, and maybe you're creeping up into the first couple days of December, and it's over. Mm -hmm. So he says, okay, Uh, so if you're in a bowl game, you, you got a couple weeks, and then you played a bowl game, whatever. But he says, just just think about comparing that to college basketball, where you start in October and you don't finish until March or April. But compared to college baseball, you know, where, you know, you starting in February and you got March, April, May, and into June. Mm-hmm. And then you, he said, you know, college football is so short. And he did bring up the fact that I think any little thing that goes wrong will be magnified four four times. He and uh, listen, I'll be honest with you, Les right about that. It's it's, uh, it's one of the few things that you know. In, in talking to him about certain things, I, I I got where he was coming from. I really got it where he was going at uh, with this deal. So I think once the season kicks off. It, it, it'll somewhat temper down until Alabama plays A and M again, mm-hmm. and then it'll ramp up. But um, well, I was I was surprised Nick made that comment publicly.
1: Yes, correct. Because
0: there is a certain line in the sand for coaches of I'm going to mind my own business and you mind yours. And and he crossed the line there.
1: Yeah, it's the unwritten rule.
2: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car
1: before my kid's PTA meeting.
2: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the unwritten rule. They, it's in every locker room. You don't, you don't talk about another man's money. You don't talk about another coach's decisions. It's just not what you do and so I thought yeah. it was I thought that Saban definitely made a mistake I thought Jimbo did a great job pitching to recruits like you said but here's what I thought was interesting he went very personal with his responses at Saban specifically right and so I wanted to get your thoughts on this because I, I just thought thought this was a very interesting comment to make because it was so unnecessarily added right He made the comment that when you coach under Bobby Bowden, you learn how to do things right. And when you coach under other people, you learn how to do things wrong. Obviously, he's referencing his time under Saban versus then leaving LSU and going to Florida State. Was there any indicator when you were covering them, or anyone else for that matter, that Jimbo was unhappy with how the things were being done at LSU? Not how Saban was working him necessarily or their relationship, but this whole idea that Saban was doing the wrong thing and Jimbo was adamantly against that?
0: Uh, he never said it. Now, he he's one of the few assistant coaches uh, that uh, he was open about. Hey, listen, you want me on? J- you Just give me a call. I- I'll do it. I'll do shows. And Nick did not stop him from doing shows with us on WWL. Jimbo was a regular. Uh, he never indicated that at the time's... Uh, I've had sort of one-on-one with him. He has never said that throughout the years, and we've met numerous times. He has never brought that up. Now they differed on how to do things. Uh, that part, yes, uh, that he he felt that maybe Nick had pushed the boundaries quite extensively, but I, I never heard him complain about the way nick handled his business it was maybe how he handled people there's a difference how he handled people and how he handled his business i never heard it he did talk glowingly of bobby bowden uh and that that is something that's always been a part of him he he's really spoke holly of of coach bowden uh i think if there was any negative I think he maybe felt that Nick, being in that pressure cooker of the SEC, and they had, they had paid him a lot of money to leave Michigan State to come to LSU, he had pu- he pushed everybody to the brink. He really did. And, and coaches were coming and going pretty quickly. And he stayed. He, he did stay. But some of those coaches stayed with him when he left, and he joined the Dolphins. So I think it was not necessarily how Nick did things in recruiting and the structure of it or anything else. It was maybe how he treated certain, uh, uh, how he treated everybody. Because the one thing with Nick, he was an equal opportunity uh, ass eater. I mean, to be honest with you, he he was going to jump you uh, no matter what and who you were. And it, that didn't matter if you were a player or a coach. He was gonna jump you, so you you get you got used of it. That that was the way he was gonna be. But I never heard Coach Fisher ever say anything negative about how Nick was running LSU, and throughout the years, I've never heard him say anything negative about how Saban was running. University of Alabama, mm-hmm. never. Yeah, and we've met numerous times, and and he had ample opportunity to one on one that with me if he'd have wanted to, but he he never breached that. I think he felt as though Nick kind of stepped on, on across the line um, that he shouldn't have crossed, and then it set him off like a firecracker. Yeah, and then he you know he pulls Dion involved with it. You okay? Not only is he going after him, but he's going after Dion and Jackson State.
1: Which makes no sense to me, Mike. Step into the world
2: of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com.